Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the Sweetest Plum podcast, we discuss all the important issues like Luke Beveridge's neck. The edges of the neck are outside <laughs> the lines of the face. It's a guy who's heading to the gym and he doesn't go anywhere near the barbells. He goes straight to the head machine. <laughs> The Sweetest Plum Podcast. Hear us on iTunes or thesweetestplum.com.au. And if you can make the neck muscles big enough, they actually <laughs> strangle the brain. And you cannot think, and you can only do. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for round 10, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who presented Chappelle Corby with a Gold Coast Suns jumper at the airport. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Well, Michael, I think that uh, she's, they need high profile. You know, uh, they went to China, they got smashed, they were embarrassing over there. Mm -hmm. They they lost at uh, the weekend to Melbourne, they, they, they were going well, then they lost. So they need a, bit, a little bit more profile up there, so I thought, I'll give her a jumper. Number one ticket holder, She's she's got over 100,000 Instagram followers already. She does, in so, about 24 hours. Yeah, so people are into her. So I presented her with uh, Carmichael Hunts-Guernsey, the number seven, the famous number seven jumper. That he made that, famous. Yes, you know, everyone remembers Carmichael, and then since he's gone... Like, people have dropped off the Gold Coast Suns a little bit. There's been no... Like, Jaeger's left. People have people have exited that club en masse. And I think, well, what better way to bring attention to it? Because it, she's going to do an interview. Yeah. If she's wearing Carmichael Hunt's jumper. Oh, the publicity. The publicity <laughs> that comes with that. I mean, maybe give it a wash. Maybe she doesn't need the police, you know, dusting, looking at that jumper and going, there's a bit of dust on that. Do you think that's the main reason why she is excited about coming back? That she's never seen her son's game live? She's never never gone to Metricon? She doesn't even know Metricon exists. Never taken it's, it in? She would have been driving past going, what's that? See, she would think it's Carrara. Yeah, it, stupidly. Yeah. She's clueless. So it's pretty, it's pretty hard for her. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, so they came along first and they, she'll know that they uh, were loaded up on draft picks and then she'll hear about GWS and she'll be like, well, we're, we'll be miles in front of them because yeah. <laughs> we started earlier yeah. than them. Yep. And, uh, and then she'll be disappointed to find out, no, that's not, not exactly the case. I like it how every story about Chappelle seems to be that like, uh, we're, we're all think that she doesn't have the internet. So yeah. it's like, oh, what's she missed out on? It's yeah. like, oh, this and that and that. So, no, she's, she's a cross ship. They, <laughs> they do have the internet in uh, Indonesia. In Indonesia. Do they? In Karabokan prison? Is it fast or is it... Is but it she's been out for three years, so... Of course she is. Yeah, yeah. she's been out. Uh, That's a very good point. Yeah. But well, the one thing they pointed out, which would be uh, devastating for her, they said she's never seen the self-service checkout at a... Um, at a supermarket. Yeah, I don't buy that either, but you go, go ahead with it. Oh, if she hasn't seen it, she's going to have no clue. She'll just be standing there like mm. an idiot. Mm. She'll wish she was back in prison. Yeah. Because she'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it playing out. Hey, yeah, uh, we're bringing our special guest. Very Adam. special guest this week. First time on the podcast. Yes. Please welcome Kirsty Bradmore. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to be a part of the show that introduced the world to the term the Gatorade Bukaki. It's one of my personal favourites. 
you're, your team, now you're a Geelong supporter. We'll get, we'll get to your love of Geelong uh, in a sec, but your team has actually banned the Gatorade Bukaki. Death of the Gatorade Bukaki. Well, what, are you a fan of it? Like, um, <laughs> are you a fan of them banning it? Like, they, they put it down to saying, well, someone had to clean someone it. Someone had to clean it up, and down at KP, we don't like cleaning up messes. Probably, probably kind of uh, newer kind of rooms, you know. They wouldn't be – they've done a lot of work down there. That was the thing. They, they didn't want the new carpet ruined. So they said, we're not doing it. And But but continued it on. They don't do it any other games either. So not even stirring away wins. They don't have a song that they do. Oh, so even if Essendon go down there, they can't do it Essendon either. can do whatever they want, although I think they're discouraged. But if Geelong would have played the MCG – no, they won't Gatorade do it there. Gotcha. They but won't do it. But they're okay with other clubs doing it down there. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think Cookie's got a big problem with getting the new carpet dirty. Okay. There are a few teams now who have banned it. I mean, Hawthorne banned it, I think, because of Liam Shield's got a cold. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I, I, I something lame. Yeah, I think you're right. got a cold or something I think you're right. So, I think ta- Danny Tasmania. So, they said, let's get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, St Kilda do it because they can't afford all the Gatorade. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they love the <laughs> Yes, well, that is, that is very true. Now, tell us, tell us you, you grew up in Mildura. How did you end up at Geelong supporter? Uh, my father's a Geelong supporter. Okay. So we uh, would travel to Geelong, which is about 600 kilometres from Mildura, a couple of times a year. But Dad was a footy coach as well. Okay. So we could only go to games when there was an interleague game. Uh-huh. And so take us through the highs and lows of a Geelong fan. So <laughs> you were talking earlier before you remembered the, the kind of the run in the 80s and 90s of the grand finals. Yep. Yep, 89 grand final. Terrible day. Did you go? I did not go. I okay. watched it on television. I've watched it hundreds of times since, and I'm totally convinced we'll win every single time. Yeah. <laughs> did you know Dermot Burton broke his ribs oh, in no, that no, game? No. Yeah. No. no, no, he's been talking about it uh, a little bit lately. And then so 92. Like, are you confident going to these games? or How, how old are you? Are you, are you 50? Never ask a lady that long. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I didn't mean... I didn't, yeah, yeah, sorry. How, I did, how much do you weigh? I did attend yeah. the 92, 94 and 96 losing grand finals. Dude. 95, you mean? Sorry, 95. Yeah, you've forgotten 95. That's a lot. you remember that, Adam? Yes, I do, because I'm a cult sporter. That's, that's our last uh, taste of glory. <coughs> was, it, uh, was it tough during that, that era? Did you think we're never going to win one? Yeah. Never. And did you? <laughs> now you said you didn't go to the 2007 grand final I didn't final. go to 2007 Could you have gone? Could have gone And thought we'd win but just couldn't be there I, I couldn't have sat through another losing grand final Yeah sure So where are you watching it in the actual day? Watched it at home in Fitzroy Have you got a bunch of people over? A bunch of people but it, Which was a, a mistake Because if your team's in the grand final You don't want anyone else in their house Who doesn't barrack for your team mm-hmm. yeah. Or who's not interested I had a cousin turn up with a slab yeah. Female cousin No interest in footy Didn't even know she was coming Knocked on the door about five minutes Before the game started yeah. And sat throughout the first quarter Just chatting about other things Oh, dude No, you got to No, fuck now, off Just yeah. get out Get out of the Get no one like that and no kids. I uh, had a grand final uh, hosted it one day and some of my mates brought their kids over and that was a fucking disaster. Yeah. Like, you know, you just got kids running around. You can't, you can't be at – I can't be at normal volume when there's children around. <laughs> I can't say what I normally would say when there are children around. They were getting licked up, were they? The kids? Yeah. Yeah, one of the kids had a shit in the corner. <laughs> like, in his pants. It wasn't weird. But, you know, that, that's for us to do later on post-game. I suppose one of the benefits of 07, though, was that it was over by the quarter time. Yeah, it was a lot of time to celebrate. So, and it's, so, a, so I, it's a less stressful way to watch Grand Final. Absolutely. Arnold. And I went to the game on Thursday night, the 10th anniversary, mm-hmm. and they had oh, a yeah. cav- cavalcade, yeah. Yep. which was great. Stevie got the biggest applause. 
Was Nathan Ablett there? Nathan was there. He looked a little confused. No way. He, he, he looked like he wasn't quite sure who the other people were, but they were friendly and, you know, yeah. he was happy to be welcome. I'm sure he was. Now, did you go in 2008? I didn't go in 2008 either yep. because we won in 2007. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm on to a good thing here. Stay in the lounge room. But um, then Cameron Mooney got the ball and I knew. I knew we weren't going to... When he missed yeah, that no, goal no. from 10 metres out, New or LA. less than that. Yeah. I think his idea was going to kick it and then he was going to run through Grant Birchall, I think. He already had a plan. I was going to kick the goal and then I'm yep. going to rough them up. And uh, instead he shanked it, yeah. And that began kind of, that began his kind of time of the yips, wasn't it? It's kind of like uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It kind of got Terrible. into his head. And th- those guys, they, they hang on to that grand final. They hate it. Like, they just... Uh, like, even of the, the three that they won, they still go, that's the one that kills them the most. Oh, that's the one we should have won. That was our best set. That was our. That was Geelong's best you and can most say successful our. set. No, you yeah. can't. Not unless you're in it. No. What about 2009? Did you go to that one? 2009, I went. Freezing cold day. Yeah, so that was what, a shocker of a day. So what oh. made you change your mind to go? Uh, I think because we'd lost 2008. But I have to tell you something about mm-hmm. 2008. So day after the grand final, I was moving to live in Geelong. Yep. Went down, set up part of the house, was driving back to Melbourne, decided I needed a new television, went to Billy Guyatt's in Geelong. <laughs> Billy Guyatt's? <laughs> yeah. Walked in and the, the grand final was playing. And, but sort of just walked through the door and I could, I could see Geelong and I thought, that's so strange. It's really for Geelong, to, for people in Geelong to be playing this losing grand final the day after, too soon. Moments later, I took a bit more of a look. Oh, no, just replaying the 2007 grand final. <laughs> oh, so everyone could feel like good about themselves. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know what <laughs> That's great. So where are you sitting in 09? Uh, 09, it was in the southern stand up the top. Not yep. good seats. So. Okay, so when uh, Tom Hawkins' cover. kick went through for behind off the post, could you see that? Or you, you were just happy that it was a fake goal? I was happy it was a fake goal. Yeah. The weirdest grand final watching experience, 2011, I sat in the ABC radio commentary box. Okay, so who would have been in there? Who uh, been so I sat next to Jared uh, on the step. Yep. And uh, it was Jared and Drew calling, and I had Salas behind me. Yep. And. So Mark McClure, for those who don't know <laughs> I do, I do the nickname. So that was uh, Jared Waitley, Drew Morford and Mark yeah. McClure. And she could see Foss through the window as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it was very, and so Jared is a Geelong supporter as well and it was the strangest way to watch a grand final because we couldn't make a sound. Oh, of course. Yeah. That would be horrible. It was right next to the mic. So, and it was close all the way through until yeah. it was maybe start of the fourth quarter where it was yeah. like, I think we're in with it. And so, but every time we'd kick a goal, Salas would slap me on the back. And Mark McClure is a big, big unit. It's a big unit, yeah. And it was, anyway, we won. It was great. We yeah. won, you couldn't celebrate. Yeah, that's what a strange feeling now, to celebrate in silence. I don't know if you've brought this up with him and you're not him, but how, do you, how does someone like Jared go about calling their own team in the grand final? Jared's a pro. Jared's very good. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, and I, I would say if you didn't know that he was a Geelong supporter, because he's not, he's not like really out there with it, it would, certainly wouldn't have come across in coverage. Mm. You know who I didn't realise was a Geelong supporter until a couple of weeks ago? Hutchie. Craig Hutchison. Craig Hutchison is a Geelong supporter. No, I would not have so picked he, that at all. He has kept that very well here. Yeah. Yeah, why would he though? Why would he mention it? No, but why, why would he keep he, it quiet? I don't know. I was listening to him and Liam Pickin the other day and Pickers was saying he used to hang around them for drink cards. Yeah. And it was because he was you know, a Geelong supporter. 
That's awesome. That's very good. Uh, now, you did uh, – so you were sitting in the uh, ABC commentary box because you, you were a boundary writer for a little while for the ABC on Grandstand, weren't you? I was in um, 2003, 2004, 2005. Yeah. Was that fun? Um, it was – yeah, it was really good fun. Yeah. But it could be a little difficult as well. You know, some clubs were better than others. Um, uh, so I had yeah, some really good experiences. It's great sitting down the boundary. It's great going into the rooms before and after the games. Yep. Um, and boundary writing's not particularly complicated. So you've sort <laughs> of just got the best seat in the house. And um, Were you yeah. mates with Michael Roberts? Um, so you're, during those days, Michael Roberts <laughs> is one of the best. Dipper was still boundary writing then. Oh, no. God. Dipper would always bring lollies. Okay. Um, and give you the weather. I think 3AW fed him the weather before the game. Okay, so right. He, that was his sort of inside. Oh, food. that's good. So you go down, you're standing kind of around behind the bench. I sit behind the bench. Yeah, because yeah. I found I watched. I was watching them operate a few games ago. Yeah, and I found it interesting the MCG how essentially they kind of would go from one side to another. So something would happen on a bench, and then five minutes later something else. And so as a pack, like five yeah, or six yeah, yeah. people kind of stand up and just move over across. Like it wasn't particularly crowded, so there was a bit of room. And how do you get your info? Because a lot of times they'll be like, you know, oh, you know, um, know, Mark Murphy's come off and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the physio's looking at his ankle. Is that, do you know as much as what we know? <laughs> can you ask stuff over the, over the fence you to can, the doctors? You can absolutely ask. Yeah. But you're better off just having a bit of a guess anyway. If someone's hobbled off because they've rolled their ankle, you know what? It's probably an ankle. Yeah. And Although you could be like uh, Ricky Olerenshaw and say that when Daniel Menzel did his <laughs> knee and the fact that he went to the bench and they didn't put ice on it, that that's a good sign. <laughs> and then Lee Matthews and Nathan Buckley paused and then went, no, nah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that means they're not even worried about it. And the fact that he's a physio. Well, he was a physio. <laughs> Ricky worked for Boundary for a year. For Channel 7, yeah. 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 It, was, it wasn't more than a season. I, think it was I don't like, think so. Seven, Maybe two think. years, yeah. yeah. But they weren't they weren't glory years. No, no. But there were there was some um, there was some bad. Oh, okay, so two things. Once I had to interview Tom Harley after the game when yep. he was captain of Geelong. No, he wasn't captain of Geelong then. He was just rising star of Geelong. He was one of my favourite players. And it was after the game we were sitting down, and uh, you know, boundary uh, rider generally asks the first two questions, then throw it up to you boys. Yep. And then you know it goes back to you for the thanks. Yeah, for the, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So thrown up to him, and for whatever reason, I was holding the microphone, sort of just in front of his mouth. And I looked down. I had my other hand resting on his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not mean to do it. It was awful, terrible. And he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Oh, that's sweet. It was yeah, lovely. That's and is, is it weird to go into a room when there's been a like a, a shellacking, like a horrible loss or a close? I guess any loss. And generally you don't have... Certainly when I worked for the ABC, one boundary rider, so you'd always go to the winner's rooms. Yep. But I did go into uh, Sydney's rooms, grand final day, when they'd been beaten by the West Coast Eagles. Okay. So you're still there was, in 2000 and... What's that? Six. That's six. That yep. was rough. Um, because we... Yeah, to collect the interviews. So everyone's all sitting around, just glum, sad, tears. Yeah. No um, Paul Roos walking around, giving Tammy a hug. <laughs> yeah. So it's been one year. <laughs> And do you get do you get to know like uh, the the sort of media managers and stuff like that? Do the, do the play, were the players aware of you? Like, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree? Everyone was always really great. Yep. Um, there were a couple of teams that I think there was that was at a time when there wasn't another female boundary rider. Yep. So uh, 
every you know it was sort of a bit new and there weren't even that many women working as media officers at that point yeah so, okay um but all the players were really good couple of the teams not so great there was one team a successful team who said they would only do the post-game interviews if i came into the showers oh and it's a it's a the weird thing about all of that is you don't really care if you're seeing people naked yeah and they don't really care if they're being seen naked but you still but everyone still kind of does mm. it's still a bit weird but was that de- was that a deliberate thing to I think so yeah and i don't care Get. Yeah, you've seen hundreds. What would you think <laughs> their the reasoning for that be? To go uh, just to intimidate it? Yeah, just ha- it's a bit of fun. It's kind of creepy. A bit of fun. <laughs> and it wasn't a great deal of fun for me. It was yeah. a bit, it wasn't great. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Can you name the team? I probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a shame. And what about players? Did you get any, like, dickhead players that you had to deal with? Yeah. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, um, and I, sh- I won't name the team yep. again either, but people mm. would go... Uh, Oh, I will. No, one night yes. someone from Collingwood was saying, um, oh, I'm not doing the interviews tonight, I, but oh, I'm going to do all of Shane O'Bree's interviews tonight. I'm like, right, well, you're not Shane O'Bree. That's right, but I'm speaking on behalf of him. I'm like, oh, mate, could <laughs> you just advocate. give me Shane O'Bree? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a fuckhead, <laughs> You're man. actually exhausted. It's nearly 11 o'clock on a Friday. Just yeah. O'Bree. And I think it's, like, pretty surprising that someone wanted to speak to Shane O'Bree yeah, exactly. in the first place. And so how many times have you joined that each round? Is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, I used to do Friday nights and then I do Saturday in the studio. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then you left there and you took over. You were the executive producer of the VFL coverage, is that correct? Uh, or the well, state league coverages? Producer of the VFL for a couple of years and then I took over um, as executive producer for VFL, Waffle, Sample, Northern Territory and Tassie State when the ABC was doing that as well. Yeah, okay. So you knew way too much about state league football. Way too much. Yeah. You'd yeah. be like a like a brand draft uh, recruiter <laughs> or something. You'd have all the knowledge on your fingertips. Maybe. So you are based out of Melbourne at that time. Yes. And you have ABC local ABC crews filming what one or two games a week. Just one. So yeah, yeah just Saturday kind of like games. match of the round yep, kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. And then they bring it back to you, and you put it together, or no, no, no. It's all live coverage. So um, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just live on a Saturday. One o'clock in the afternoon, but all of those state footballs have now gone to Channel Seven, which has worked out really well. So you get the sort of pre-game of oh, yeah. state footy yep. into um, an AFL game on a That's Saturday. That's a really good idea. It certainly is. And how was the was the health of the leagues then? Like, were they few thousand people at games or whatever? Yeah, it uh, depends. Um, Sample and Waffle still have a larger patronage than the VFL. It's been a little bit diluted in recent years because you can see so many AFL games. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know. Did either of you go to the state game on the weekend? BFL versus Waffle. No, no, no. It was at Northport. Nice crowd turned up for that. So there's still a great deal of interest, and I think possibly having it on commercial television ahead of AFL has really helped. I didn't even know that was on. And like you, two, you and I are fairly uh, avid football fans. I had mm. no clue yeah. that that was even being played. Did you? Well, Saturday, Sunday. That's more um, when I'm watching Fuller House on Netflix. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Watching it again and again and yeah. again. And now your parents are, are rabid Geelong fans, aren't they? They are. They are. There was an, there was an incident on Thursday night. Uh-oh. An incident. Game, an incident. Um, Mum and Dad, members of the new social club rooms down yeah. Geelong, fantastic facility. And uh, they popped up uh, at halftime for a couple of glasses of wine. Yep. And then in the last quarter when Danger kicked the winning goal, the entire crowd went up. Mum and Dad went up. 
Mum went down. Oh, oh no! So this, it sounded like this. Ah! Oh. <laughs> and then it, and then she was picked up, and everyone. Ah! <laughs> Is she okay? She's fine. A couple of bruises. She's. I think she was very lucky. She'd had a few. It um does look like an impressive new stand out there. Man, how's the glass roof? Yeah, the sunroof in yeah. the change room. That's weird. So is that all of Canadian Park now? Reconstructed? No, there there's more to go? a final stage. So if the state or federal government's looking to give Geelong more money, <laughs> yeah, okay. if that's possible. No, they deserve um, it. Yeah, no, they, they need to finish the final. But the final part's where there's standing room, which is still sort of a really nice yeah. part of KP. And do you see Gary Ablett coming back to the club? No. You don't think he will? I don't know. Oh, he wants to. I yeah. think he really, really wants to. His family are there. Um, We've talked previously, but his manager, Liam Pickering, who Adam and I... He's a very honourable man. Very, never speaks a word of mistruth. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, His quote was that Gary wanted to get around his family. Yeah. So do you think Gaz wants to get around his family? I think he does. I I genuinely think he does want to get around his family. And do your parents let you know when they see Geelong players down there? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yes, they do. Yep. Um, any opportunity Dad sees a Geelong footballer, he will go up. It's, it's part of being a supporter. And talk to them. Oh, okay. You guys have a chat. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so right, This is a conversation Mum and Dad had with me last, sat, uh, last Monday morning, 10 a.m. So mm-hmm. there's been the, the inaugural game on the Friday night. Yep. Spoke to my old man 10 o'clock on the Monday morning. Oh, how was it? How was it? You know, great yeah. facilities, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what are you doing now? Oh, we're heading down to the ground. Like, so they're going down to Cadinia Park on a Monday morning. What are you going to do down there? Well, the coffee shop's open. Yeah. Then he went on to say, in fact, we were just <laughs> lamenting the fact there isn't a supermarket because we could do the shopping while we were there. Then he went on to say, in fact, your mother and I have just finished having a conversation. If there was a supermarket at Cadinia Park, yeah. which roles each player would would fill. Tom, oh, Hawkins, so the, so Tom Hawkins, butchery. Give him a little Yeah, jobs. right, so the players are working there. Sam Menegola, fruit and veg. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Patrick Dangerfield, manager. Yeah, yep. of course. Yep. Joel Selwood out the back. Logistics, <laughs> running the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there was a pharmacy attached to the supermarket, mm-hmm. Harry Taylor. He'd take his time, he'd be a little methodical, but eventually you'd get what you want. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, yep. that's interesting. He'd be a fun, pleasant chat, I think, for the little old ladies who come so that, in. So that's taking being a fan next level. Yeah, so your parents are insane, They're is what you're mental. saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. What I'm saying is they are mental. Yeah. Um, have you seen, has your dad seen any players do the chicken schnitzel down there? No, but do you know about the kick, the kick, no, the kick for chicken? What's the kick for chicken? Is this a Ricky Nixon thing? Uh, no. <laughs> kick for chicken is at three-quarter time. If – I can't quite remember how it works, but I think it's – the you have, someone from Geelong has to kick the ball from outside the 50-metre mark. With, and if it goes through, everyone in the stadium gets a chicken burger. Oh, my God. Really? So you imagine the excitement? <laughs> that's a great hey, initiative. We never heard of this. Yeah. Kicking for chicken, that's what it's called. Yeah. Kicking for chicken, that's great. So GWS, but they gave away 100,000 last year, wasn't it? Is that the guy who got 100,000? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Geelong, doing a bit differently, giving out a chicken burger. Yeah, but everyone gets a chicken yeah. burger. How many, how many does it hold now? 26, 30? 30, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of chicken burgers. 
They're really banking on this dude missing. <laughs> well, there's a new thing uh, going around, a new trend sweeping AFL clubs, a ritual called the chicken schnitzel. Have you ever heard of this before? I, I had not until this article came out. Yeah, no. it's been used to punish players for misdemeanours. Well, that sounds that sounds, <laughs> that sounds awful. Uh, if you're floating around down by St Kilda Pier early in the morning, you're more likely to spot AFL players on recovery. New elements been added to these gathering. Anyone who's been late for training, felt the wrath of the leadership group, uh, they now are required to jump off the pier, okay, submerge their head, climb out, roll around in the sand before jumping back into the freezing water. This is done to the amusement of teammates and apparently is working as a deterrent. Therefore, it's called the chicken schnitzel. You know what I love there is it says uh, they've got to jump off the pier and submerge their head. Like, <laughs> someone can physically not, not do that. <laughs> like, you go, I'm going to jump in, but I will keep my head above water. Oh, of course. Because I'm powerful. Because they're, they're not swimming around, are they? They're walking, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of walk yeah, so out. Yeah, you very rarely would get, get, get your head under. Yeah. But that's a real... Th- uh, that's a real punishment they do, isn't it? Like if if you're fucking up a training or you're not doing it properly, they go right. We're out there. We're out there before six. We're jumping off the pier into the water. Yeah, which sure. would be fucking horrific. Yeah, be awful. And then to come out and then schnitzel yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then not have sure to get back that. in. Have to go back in. Yeah, yeah. to de-schnitzel. Because then you're also uh, if you're not kind of drying yourself off, you have probably then have to walk around you know either wet t-shirt or wet everything. You'd you do not- it, no, you'd be doing it in your in your little speedos, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then after that. Once oh. you get back in. Oh, right, okay. No. So the wind would be lashing you. Oh, what a punishment. Yeah, no. It's oh, you don't want to do the schnitzel. schnitzel. You don't want the schnitzel. <laughs> but what, are, what do they make it a palmer? Why don't you get covered like in, uh, in blood and, and ham? Yeah, yeah. Get, ham, get a pig thrown at you. Yeah. Get a pig's head thrown <laughs> yeah, at you. Yeah, you've got to swim out with a pig, <laughs> a live pig attached to you and tomato sauce. Now, Curse, what do you think about the jumper punch? Tell me what's going to happen. So what I don't understand about the jumper punch is it's now been changed that you you will be suspended, whereas up until round nine it was a fine. Yep. So for jumper punching from here on in, you may not be eligible for the brown load, but for the first nine rounds of this season, you could. That's a very good point. Yes, but then Zach Jones punched a Hawthorne player on Friday night and he got a $1,500 fine. So they didn't change it at all. That wasn't a jumper punch, though. That was just a regular just punch, a punch, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're fine. Oh, that's okay. They're fine oh, okay. with regular oh, right, punches. Right, right. Yeah. So it's just if you've got it's clock. purely jumper punches, okay. yeah. If you've got cotton in your hand. I remember, uh, I think it was Tom Hawkins jumper punched a Hawthorne player, and it would have knocked... Dog, dog act. Yeah, it would have knocked a normal man out. Yeah. And you just go, oh, no, that, that, he's got away with it. But wasn't that the concern with the cotton one, that it was... Smashed him. Just an old punch, yeah, yeah. just happened to have a jumper in his hand. Yeah. But then they wanted the, to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, the jumper didn't independently yeah. punch the other player. No, no. But then they also wanted to, to, to ban the tummy punch, you know, because I think mm-hmm. Bernie Vince gave one to Ben Cunnington or the other way around. Um, I just love the way they refer it to as tummy. tummy. Just a bit of fun. Yeah, just like it's a little <laughs> thing, like you talk to a kid. I uh, kicked him in the bot bot, <laughs> you know. Why do they say tummy punch? But when did a jumper punch become a thing, too? Like, were they running around in the 50s jumper punching? No, or is it just no be- Or has it, become- oh, yeah. <laughs> it just become a way to disguise a punch now? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so, because, yeah, you can't, you can't just give a Barry Hall sort of thing. Mm. But in, I was listening to uh, Terry Wallace on SEN um, on the weekend, and he said, basically, they loved it when there was one umpire, because if the umpire was busy, like, bouncing the ball, you could just smash someone, and no one else would and see And there was it. no video review. Yeah, yeah, there was none of that stuff, so... You could get away with everything, basically, because the guy was fucking busy. Oh, and there was there was proper sniping Can back then, too. you imagine an umpire be, being a single umpire mm. doing an entire game? How fucking far would they have run mm. back then? Or even back then, uh, one boundary umpire. 
Was it? Was it one boundary? Yeah, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Yeah. I've only boundary umpired once, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Was that the most embarrassed you've ever been in your entire life? (laughs) That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, Yeah. you should be careful about that. Yeah, I think I won most improved that year too. (laughs) Best teammate. Yeah. What do you think of the rush behind rule coming off the back of the Saturday one? I watched the clip of that the other night. Um, I'm sorry, just before. The Richmond uh, incident? Yeah. Yeah. He had opportunity to do something else. He quite... It was deliberate, wasn't it? It was... I thought it was deliberate. I I agree with it, yeah. I'm the other way. I'm trying, I mean, he could have bent down to pick it up, but then he's running out of space anyway. Like, he wouldn't have been able to do a full turn. No, but I think... I mean, I guess he didn't know that... Was it Buick? Buick. And or Green? I think that's Can't the discussion that. point. He's under pressure, but does he know he's under pressure? Because that's what Liam Pickering did the other week. He put his hands up and then he got the free kick because they, they stopped putting the implied pressure on. Yeah, yeah. They just stepped back. I actually thought he could have done more or made it look... Like he'd fumbled it or done something worse. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying I would have done anything different or yeah, yeah. do anything different, but I thought the umpiring decision was correct. Have the AFL come out and said it's correct? Uh, yeah, I think, they, I think they agreed with it, and I think they did yeah. it on the night. They were like, yep, that, that's all good. But I just think it probably shouldn't be a free kick in the goal square. I think the, the penalty's a little bit harsh. What would you recommend? Maybe that. they do a chicken schnitzel? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mid-game chicken schnitzel. And uh, you, the player, has to buy a chicken burger for everyone oh, okay. in, the, in, the, in the ground. Well, that's the thing, though. That's the whole, whole um, the big test. We don't want that ending uh, determining a grand, grand final, final, do we? No, you never do. We can't have that. Never, we can't have that. that. <laughs> but imagine if that did happen at the last minute of a grand final. We wouldn't hear the end of it. Be memorable. People would be burning down, you know. The, the umpire pounds. would die, wouldn't they? Yeah. You would kill the umpire. I would. Quite if that cost Carlton a grand final. Do you know what? <laughs> not that we're, <laughs> not <laughs> that we're making grand finals here. Just yeah, yet, Rosie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big it's a hypothetical. Big from the weekend for me, Tips Elliott. Did anyone see Jamie Elliott's here yesterday? Oh, that was a throwback, wasn't it? Bringing back the tips. Could only be a Collingwood football. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that. I was like, "That's what are you doing, mate? <laughs> Where do you get that? Who does tips anymore? That's... I, I did wonder, like, because you need that cap, don't you? This the cap the where they pull the like, hair through. Yeah, not like who does, who wears tips anymore. It's who actually does. Yeah, where tips can you get tips where done? Can you get that. <laughs> I wonder where uh, Jamie Allo, because you would imagine that's a suburban thing. Maybe I'm thinking if you're in suburban Melbourne, yeah. like perhaps if you're like way out I'd west, or if you're in Eltham. He born in WA. Yep. Moved to Queensland. I th- think very regional. I think it's yeah. Okay. So he, I'm regional, so I can say that. You're allowed to do that. Mm. Did you ever have tips in Mildura? I, of course I had tips. You're right. Yeah. Everyone had tips. You had tips. No, I've never had tips. You had dreads, didn't you? I did. That was an accident though. Yeah. Did you see a picture of Adam when he's like ten, twelve? It's it's yeah. it's a whole different world. It's like he's gone through some kind of really? body thing. I was very handsome. You fucking look like bigger. the weirdest fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's all right. You're a large kid. Uh, a tubby. Oh, when I was a baby. No, I was I was very heavy. I was like, uh, I was a little um, mm. Colin Sylvia. Just playing around. Is he? Yeah. What are other famous names from Madura? Uh, footballers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yes, footballers. <laughs> Dale Waitman's from Madura. Because oh, it used to be, it was... Uh, oh, Richmond well, Zone, was it? It was Richmond. So ah, okay. Mark Lee. Um, so really, yeah, very good football. The general. Oh, we should actually update of what we did with uh, Jim Jess's Wikipedia. Has there been an, an update to the update? I'll have a look. But, well, no. So a couple of weeks ago, um, Kirst, we were talking about uh, Jim Jess, Richmond legend, mm-hmm. and we were outraged at the fact that um, 
We're trying to work out when he played, so we went to his Wikipedia page. And at no stage did it mention that he was called the Ghost. And so we obviously took that matter into our own hands. Yeah. Yeah, all it said was, you know, when, yeah, when he yeah. played, where, how many games. And actually, it has been changed a bit, Adam. So we wrote down Jess was commonly referred to as the Ghost. And then... Um, Someone else got on there as well and yes. then listed that he once had shown up at my primary school to do a clinic <laughs> and may not have had the proper... Well, he wouldn't have Working made it at the time. Clinic. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And then because also, he didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. one thing. And also, he used to own... Friend of the show, Paul Collegia, he used to own Paul's um, local video shop. Is that right? He used to run the video shop, so going at the ghost from the ghost. Yeah. And so that has been taken off. That has been removed. But maybe, we can verify that. Maybe by Jim himself. Who knows? Yeah, okay. I reckon Jim does is a regular checker <laughs> of his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> but, yeah, that has been taken off. So whoever that is, I don't know. But the, the did the bosses of Wikipedia do that? And so no one else has – there's been no more information added? Nothing has Jess? been added, no. No. We, I mean, we've got the most important bit that he was commonly known as the ghost. Yes. So that's all you really need. You know, if you think about it, you don't need to put how many games he played or who he played for. No, it gives a fuck. You just have commonly known as the ghost. <laughs> Hey, uh, Dan Hatterbury's back on the grog, mate. Oh, mate, he's like, <laughs> he's back on the froths, and that's all that matters. So he's broken his booze ban. Yeah, highest possessions this week, 35 possessions. So highest ball getter for Sydney. 17 kicks, 18 handballs. He did very well. But but they made such a big deal of him being off it, and mm. now he's on it, and they're like, oh, he's back to form. It's because he's drinking. Didn't the footy show do a kind of sketch kind of song or something, trying to get him back on it? Oh, did I they? I, 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 I done that, something. And yeah, he, I, I, I don't think he was thrilled about that. Yeah, he came out and just said, you know, you don't know what, what, where my state of mind is at, why yeah. I'm doing it, you mm. know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I woke up, you know, on Bondi. I've got a problem, all right? Yeah, <laughs> I woke up on Bondi, Parmigianed, and he didn't even know. It wasn't even part of the punishment. Yeah. He said um, it wasn't the beer that help, has helped since he's back on. You'd it's think not. the release of tension. Yeah. Oh, so he's drinking to relax. Apparently. Yeah, stressful life. Now, I'm noticing your notebook here. Mm. Now, have you taken those notes because you knew we were going to be doing this? Or yeah. Yeah, I just thought through a second. Oh, no, like, I've, I've just, just been writing down Sydney Swan stats. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it might be, yeah, the, kind of the sports reporter and you might be just watching games and you jot down how many stats they have and stuff like that. Just, uh, you know, prepared. Did you bring notes? You brought notes in. Well, we sort of have a, a, a loose running order, but, but nothing beyond that. Um, we'll wrap up shortly, but... Uh, Nick. What about Nick Nat? Yeah. No, that's disgusting. Now, let's talk. He won the Mark of the Year. Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was 2015. 2015. 2015. So he wins Mark of the Year. What do you think you get for Mark of the Year? You'd get a car. You should get a car. For years, that's been the rule. Yeah. you get a car. Even for Goal of the Year. Yeah. you get a car. You know what he got? He got a year's supply of wheat bicks. <laughs> Yeah, you're right to laugh at that. That's the worst fucking... And I think it was also like one box a week. Really? Yeah, I think it was something poultry like that. Chamba, sorry. Uh, that's official. That's, that's official. official. That's true, he, sorry. He, that came out and said it, uh, and he said, I, I, I don't eat wheat bix. That was, it was useless. So he should have got the money that that was worth. What's a box of wheat bix worth? Like $6? Probably, yeah. It depends what size. Okay, so even if it's a jumbo one, yeah. $8, $8, Did over he 50 he, They should have given him 400 bucks. just the wheat bix? You get what, sorry? Did he get cash and wheat? Was there a cash prize and... From what we can gather in our investigation. Just pure, pure Bix. <laughs> Just bits. Just pure Bix and he doesn't even eat them. But he should have taken them and he, on sold them for, for less. <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, you go to a market down at like Cottesloe. Oh, Nick Nat's there. <laughs> Nick Nat's there just selling wheat bigs out of the booth. Every Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, he's got rid of them all. Doing, yeah. a, doing one at a time too. You know, yeah. like dodgy dudes sell cigarettes every yeah, now and yeah. then. Lucy's. <laughs> yeah. Lucy's. How many bricks can you do? Lucy was fixed. 
So that's, that's, a fuck, that's, a ver- that's shit house. And also, come on, Weetbix. Like, give him cash. Give him something better. Dude, it says here. He got Weetbix Mark of the Year in 2015 getting 52 boxes of cereal. So they're, that's they're nothing. stingy on that. So they, they would have their name plastered all he, over He'd that. have like six in a setting. Like he'd, he'd be chowing down Do you think he would have yeah. got a, like a trophy, which is just a Weetbix with his name? Like a golden, yeah, yeah, yeah. golden Bix. Something bronzed. But they would get, the publicity they get from that, and say it was a box a week, no more than like, say it was $1,000, which it's not. What did last year's winner get? Oh, you oh, two. Can't yeah, find we that don't out. know. <laughs> but you know, I think Matthew Lloyd was saying when he won, maybe it was a goal of the year, and he thought he got a car, he just got given a car and then he had to give it back. Had to give it back. Yeah, sometimes yeah. just a use. Yeah, the use of a car. I don't want the like use of a car. a car. Give me a fucking car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd just be a, one car would be sitting there. All the time. You are right, though, Arcus. Uh, he got a medal. So he got, got 52 boxes and, uh, and a medal. That's not bad. But didn't they, back in the day, back in the day, didn't, I think it happened with one of the cricketers back in the 80s, like, you know, man of the series got a car. But oh, wasn't yeah. the idea, too, that then you kind of cashed that car in and then distributed that amongst the rest of the players? Because I remember there might have yeah, been vague story. Kept, kept it one year. And yeah. Down well. A particular person kept it. And, uh, and that didn't play well. And yeah. also, the best thing about when they get the car is that Everyone they then do, the, they do the lap. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you need that kind of shit. You do a few burnouts. Come on, Weetbix. Mm. They should give him a car built out of Weetbix. Like something just, he needs more than, he should be, a, that should be a lifetime supply of the Bix. Ross Lyon hit a uh, milestone this week, Adam. First ever 100 point loss. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, in his 250th game. 250 games, and so the AFL website, they collated a bunch of Ross's most famous quotes, like that famous one um, ahead of the 2015 final series when Dockers uh, finished on top of the ladder and Eagles were second. The Eagles could be on the moon. (laughs) They don't interest me at all. Remember that? Pretty yeah, I do remember that. It was haunting. Like, I could just, I, it was like I was back there. Uh, I like this one. Uh, on Shane Kirsten's fumbly start as a Docker in round one. You can't head down to High Street. High Street, by Miss Rainbow. Mm. You can't head down to High Street and buy confidence, can you? There's no confidence shop. <laughs> It'd be a fair track, too. Hey? To go from kind of the training ground to High Street, too. Yeah, why is he going to, why is he going to Perth when they live in Frio? Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and they train there. Um, and also my other one... And maybe there is a confidence shop. Has he seen... Like, was he Google mapping that? Like, how does he know? And, well, like... Dan Hanbury got his confidence out of a couple of beers. So he could easily find a confidence shop. This is a message to Freo players after they reached their first grand final in 2013. I tell them it's another name. Tonight was round 26. You're right. <laughs> How do you think Freo would travel? Everyone thought Freo were travelling all right, but they got absolutely flogged by Adelaide on the weekend. And they're, they're in the eight with a percentage of about 85% or, or lower. Can they, will they play finals, do you think? No. They're not going to play? No. Who comes in for them? Melbourne? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Mate, that was a great win on Friday night. Were you excited by that? I was pretty happy about that, yes. I uh, jumping up and down, and I thought it was nice for Ruffy to get the goal too. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. It was touching. We're on the way back, fellas. It's all good. Football. Uh, Hodgie's a little angry at the moment. Yeah, he knows he's in his last year, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah, he's just a man who's going <laughs> down swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're just about to hand back a rental car. Uh. <laughs> he's just fucking thrashing everything. How good's it going to be though in round 22 if uh, 
I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, we will. But if we don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final, it's around 22 lining up on odds. Oh, have a bad loss. 80 points down. There's three minutes left. In you reckon the he's going to do a, he's gonna do a lynch, a lynchy windmill yeah, uh-huh. party? Footballers in real life. Footballers right, in real it. life. Footballers in real life. Probably wrap up uh, from Mick. Um, yeah, football in real life story. Last Sunday, 21st of May, I took my fiancé to the Melbourne Vixens and the Adelaide Thun- Thunderbirds match at the now infamous Margaret Court Arena. Cool. As a Cats fan, I was excited to see Mitch Duncan and Paddy Dangerfield there. Paddy looked resplendent in a Vixens scarf while Duncan was more incognito. I later found out Jared Ruffhead was there as well. Bit of a long That's b- nice. Good to see the boys getting out in the city. Do most of the Geelong players live down there? Yep. All down the coast. Yeah, okay. They, they, they love a surf, don't they? Yeah, they do. They were, they were most of them encouraged, and it was when Geelong ended up going through a winning period to not live in Melbourne. Is that right? Yep. Interesting. Have you yeah. been to Moggs Creek? I have been to Moggs Creek. Yeah. Is it lovely? It's lovely. Yeah. Does your mum and dad don't go down on the beach that Paddy will um, uh, surf in a full suit? <laughs> 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 Uh, here we go. From Tim, my beautiful partner and I went for a long weekend uh, down the north uh, north coast of New South Wales in January. On our way, we thought we'd call into Byron Shire. Byron being the great Australian epicentre of hipster bohemian chic. Walking down the main drag was an abundance of facial hair. You'd be forgiven for glancing over these details in such a saturated environment, but one beard caught my eye. A bearded gentleman was accompanied by a younger man and boyish looks and glowing blonde locks. Glowing <laughs> blonde locks. Um, my second glance confirmed it was none other than Maxi Gorn and Jack Watts. Now I think we've got a couple of Maxi Gorns already this year. Yeah. So he's getting about. He's getting about. Well, big fella, you're going to spot him. Well, you are going to see him. What, what are those two doing up there just hanging out and Byron together? Yeah, it's January. They're having a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, 10 years ago, I walked up to a blonde barrel-chested bloke outside Shepherd's Bush walkabout. walkabout. Mm-hmm. I had a few fosters in me and my drunken state told him he looked exactly like... Glenn Archer. Turned out it was. Oh, the arch. He wasn't looking too flash himself, so I shook the great man's hand and got out of there quickly. Thank he wasn't his uh, busted hand. Remember, he used to wear the glove, the arch? Oh, yeah. He had like, basically a claw. Yeah. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. He got glove punched. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a footballer in real life as well uh, from a friend, uh, Dan, uh, who Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne saw Cam Mooney on the darts. Oh, okay. There we so go. There you go. Huh. On the Gaspers. Maybe, maybe rushed from the uh, game on Thursday night. Oh, straight down, down the pub, there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to head off. Thank you very much, Kirsty, for joining Pleasure. us. Lovely to be here. Thank, Thank you for your you. tales and stories. And go there. Uh, good luck to Geelong. Go Cats. Going to head off. We are, for, we are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, keep coming with your footballers in real life. We and love it. And check out uh, junktime.bigcartel.com for our stubby holders. Get the merchant here. Yeah. Get around <laughs> it. We're going to see you later. Go Hobbs. Go Boobs.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.